Welcome to the Oswego Mortgage Podcast. Oswego Mortgage is Pacific Northwest's VA home loan specialist. For questions or help with your VA home loan, a new home purchase, or refinancing, call 503-697-7214 or go to oswegomortgage.com. Now with the owner of Oswego Mortgage, Tom Fitkin, here's your host, Luke Anderson. Welcome to another episode of the Oswego Mortgage Podcast. This is episode number three. With me as always, Tom Fitkin. Tom, how are you doing this morning? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. I actually made it to the gym this morning trying to get back in my routine after this crazy COVID stuff. Excellent. So the gyms are open where you're at? Yeah, they are. And it's kind of nice because there's like, you know, there's not a lot of people in there. Well, perfect. Um, So we've talked about a couple different things so far uh, doing this podcast. Um, But what today we're going to get into your specialty, which is the VA home loan. And when we start with the VA home loan, I'd like to begin with really the why. Why Why did Oswego Mortgage become the VA home loan specialist that they are? <laughs> that's a really, you know, that's a, I think back on this because this is what how we evolved really is, um, you know, how this company started was uh, when I got in this crazy business back in 94, um, before I opened my own company, I worked for a company and ironically, the second loan that I got uh, referral to was a veteran. And I was like, well, I don't know anything about this loan. I, 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 you know, I need some help. So I went to my management and they gave me this green book, which I still have today. And it's the, it's the manual, it's the VA manual. And I, I took it home and, and uh, I started reading it and I was like, gee, many Christmas, this is a great loan. This is like no other loan, zero down. You can get the seller to contribute. You know, you can do all kinds of um, niche things to get the veteran in a home. Um, so it kind of excited me. And, and I think at the time that what blew me away was, and I don't want real estate agents getting upset at me for this comment, but I always felt like, you know, wait, wait a minute, why are you asking me, you know, is this veteran doing a VA loan? Why can't he go conventional or FHA? And, you know, I used to go, well, he's got this benefit and the, it's a golden benefit. The loan's amazing. Why are you discriminating against this guy? And boy, they didn't like to hear that, you know, but I, 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 what the problem is with real estate agents is 20 plus years ago, there was a lot of scrutiny on this loan. They would, man, they would want to get a home inspection and they would want anything and everything off that home inspection completed, done. And it was more of a cumbersome process. It was more frustrating as a seller to have to do all these things to, to accommodate the veteran, to be able to purchase your home. Well, the thing about that, you know, at the time, I figured I'm going to get my feet wet anyway, because no one wants to do these things. And it's crazy. This loan's amazing. And I, my background's, I have a degree in real estate and I have a degree in finance from the University of Colorado. And so I'd already had my feet wet a little bit um, on some classes. And then when I read about that loan, it, it just really intrigued me, Luke. And I was like, man, I, but, you know, someone's got to put their foot down and help these guys and gals out. What you happened know, when you, right now, what happened when you looked at the market as far as, you know, the expertise for the loan. I mean, you said that, you know, you, you were just handed a manual. So obviously no one in your office knew much about it. But in 1994, what was the education level of the of the general uh, lending community? Well, it, you know, it, the key was a good underwriter. So if you got your foot in the door and you got a relationship built, you could learn a lot from the underwriter. And, you know, that's what I did. Um, t- two of which the underwriters, I still know where they're at today and they're in the retail level. So I don't work with them anymore, but 
you know, they were great. They were instrumental um, in, in educating myself. And then, you know, as things progressed, we started, I started doing more and more VA loans. So I started being known as that guy in the office before I went on my own. And, and so I, I got a, a real good grasp early on on some intricacies of this loan. And so I started educating myself and gosh, Luke, since that time, you know, how many thousands of these things I've done, I feel like I've seen it all, but you don't, something pops up every year. Like, wow, I have not seen. So there, there's a, you know, lots of ins and outs about this loan. And it really truly is. um, It's really important that you have a real estate agent that's a good negotiator, that's on your side, that's going to go to bat for you, that's going to overcome some stigmas from 20, 25 years ago from other agents. It's like, oh gosh, a VA loan, really? I mean, I'm honestly, I'm t- in today's market, and this is honest. I have more troubles with conventional appraisals huh. than I do VA. And so, you know, I just don't stand up, or I shouldn't say, I said I don't stand for any person out there trying to downplay a VA loan because I'm going to get it through the system easier than a conventional loan. Interesting. And and is that a, a big switch from what it was 25 years ago? Or is that yeah. just because you know the, the ins and outs a lot more? There, there's two reasons. And the main, the first one I mentioned already, it's the appraisal process no longer requires a clear pest and dry rot from a home inspection. So they don't even want to see a home inspection. And so that no longer is part of it. And that's where this everything changed. And then now you know, we are so efficient on the VA loan and we know the ins and outs of them that it's a relationship. Our lending partners know that this is what we do. And so we we're fortunate, Luke, I've kind of put my foot down about five years ago with my lending partners. And I said, Hey, we're not going to, we're not going to have five, 10 underwriters. We're going to have one from your company. That's going to be a VA underwriter that we're going to form a relationship with that my processors are going to form a relationship with her assistant and your internal people, whether it's the doctors, the funders, what have you, but we need a relationship. And it, it still today, it blows me away why more wholesale lenders don't take the, if I, if I was in wholesale and I was a manager, this is how I would demand that yeah. business should be done because there's, you, you get 10 different underwriters and one or two of them, they're really going to know what they're doing on a VA loan. And the other ones, I don't mean to be cocky or anything like that, but there's going to be times where I'm going to say, no, you're not correct on this. Here's the manual page, this section, this <laughs> pamphlet, this whatever. And, and then, and they, you know, if you take the right approach with the underwriters, you have a little tact, they appreciate it because, you know, uh, they know that I've done this a long time and man, if I don't know it by now, then I should be doing something else. But yeah. I, I, um, you know, that's a big part here too. We, we know the guidelines in and out. And so we'll have, veterans every week that have started somewhere else and being told you can't do this and they get put into an FHA loan or a conventional and that's garbage. There's never a reason a veteran should be transferred from a VA loan into a conventional loan or FHA. Well, if anybody's listened to this uh, podcast at all, they should know that you're the math guy. I am not, but I'm going to try to do math here. If 95% of the loans that you do are VA home loans, that means 95% of the people you're working with are veterans. Is that about right? What yep, is and their spouse and their spouses and their spouses. Yep, um, yep. What what has the experience been like since you made that shift and you started working with the VA home loan? What has it been like working with veterans? Hey, listen, all type people are people, all types. But I will tell you, it's really funny you asked this question. Just just half hour ago at the gym, I'm leaving and I'm talking to a buddy, and I don't know, it came up about 
you know, VA loans. And that's what I do. And he's like, man, you must have a really cool clientele. And I looked at him and I go, you nailed it. They're real people. They're, they're disciplined. They care. You know, they're, they're patriots. Like, yeah, they're, they're the best. As far as I'm concerned, or they're the most real people I, that, that, that we can work with. And so it's, it's funny you ask that question. One of the, one of the uh, things about the VA home loan being, you know, unique is that there, there needs to be a process to become eligible for it. That can get a little complicated. So if we have any veterans listening or spouses listening that maybe don't know the process, what do you need to do to become eligible initially for the VA home loan? Okay, Luke, this is a really good question because um, depending on the time period that a veteran he or she served is really makes a difference on being able to track down records. And I say that number one, some people lose their records. Some people lose their discharge papers. Some people lose their medical records and like, wow, my hands are up in there. Where do I get this stuff? Well, it's, it's very simple. There's a nice process. There's a website that you can go on, which I have, and you, you fill it all out and you order up all your records. And generally that comes from St. Louis. Um, there's a couple different areas throughout the country. Um, I've got some good connections in Denver as well at the Western Regional Office if I need special help, which is kind of nice. It's really nice to have. But one thing that we run into, and we know how to work through this, but it's really frustrating for veterans that served, say, in the early, well, even late, late 50s, early 60s through the early 70s, because during this time, there was a flood that happened that destroyed records and there was a fire that happened and destroyed records. So sometimes these people will go and hey, we don't have record of any of this. And then that's not right. So then what a veteran has to do, he or she, is they have to go to their congressman. And we've assisted with this many times and say, look, I'm putting my foot down. I, I served. I did my duty. I got my honorable discharge. I have my time or I'm eligible for this. I need someone to help me out. You know, so it can get it can get super cumbersome, especially with these times where the records were destroyed and a lot of veterans just give up on it. Like, I'm not going to put the time in and and try to track this down. And then they're done with it. Well, as the others, then you get the other veterans like, no, I'm going to chase this till the end until I get my benefit. I deserve this. I put my time in. So it's all also, you know, how motivated is he or she going to be to get this, you know, figured out now a little bit simpler, Part of the process is if you go, yeah, yeah, I got my DD-214, I got my discharge, or I've got my NGB-22 form, which <laughs> what that means is NGB-2 is a National Guard form. So if you okay. the, the, way the, benef- the way the benefit works is if you're an active duty veteran and you go in the military, as long as you serve two years and you get an honorable discharge, you're golden. You get your medical, you get your, you get your sc- schooling, you get your housing benefit, you get it all. Whereas if you decide to go in maybe, you know, as a reservist or a National Guard where you sign up for a six-year program and your obligations are basically one week in a month and, and then two weeks out of a, a two-week period once a year, and you do that diligently for six years, and then you get your, your discharge, your NGB-22 and your honorable discharge, then you're now eligible for the benefit, benefit as well. And where we find with records sometimes it gets a little dicey or a little tricky is you'll have veterans that maybe they did their first two years in, you know, Virginia, and then they move and they stay in the guard and they go to Colorado. And so now they, they get a new unit and they're, and they're serving there. And then 
gosh, they go three years there and then he gets transferred on his job and he's in Oregon now and he's got five years in, but he's going to finish up. So at the end of the day, he's got to make sure, or he, she's got to make sure that they keep track of these different entities. And it's nice to keep in contact with knowing who the commanding officers are at these past um, places where they did their, their uh, drill and what have you. So that way you can, if need be, you have these different entities where you can add all three up and boom, here's my six years. I am eligible. So there's ways that you want to, you know, be, well, I guess one thing I would say is be organized, keep your, keep yeah. your records in a file, you know, and whatever it is and just keep everything in a file. And at the end of the day, hopefully you've got everything in there that makes when you do go to apply for different benefits through obviously the veterans administration that, it makes it a lot easier having your ducks in a row with that paperwork. Well, it sounds like having somebody there that knows the process makes things a lot easier because a lot of times people give up because they don't know what steps they need to take. Um, but just to really simplify it, two years of service in one of the branches of the armed forces um, with an honorable discharge or six years as a reservist or National Guard? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. so yep. and, and, Go ahead. No, I mean, that, you're right. You're right on that. And then, you know, like I say, there are circumstances where, uh, like for instance, the mid seventies, when they were given early outs after the Vietnam era. So a veteran maybe went in in 74 and he spent like nine months and they said, Hey, you got an early out, but you still get your benefit. Those okay. guys are eligible. They get it. They, there's only a certain few time periods where little things like that. So they have to be aware too, that he or she may still be eligible, even though they don't have their two years, because the government at that time said, hey, you're getting an early out, um, but you still got all your benefits. So there are little quirky times where you can that can get, um, you know, stretched a little bit to not have to full two years. You know, another example, Luke, would be, you know, you get a veteran that's in for a year and a half and they jump out of an airplane and break their back and they're done. Sure. You know, and they're medically discharged. And so generally they're going to get the benefit plus disability income, which, you know, is another topic I'd like to I'd like to just maybe not completely go through right now, but make a quick, quick little comment on, and I'm going to do that right now because it's on my mind. And I, do it. I, one thing that that happens, we just talked about paperwork and losing the paperwork and trying to find it, getting frustrated, maybe just bagging it because they just can't, you know, get all their ducks in a row, and it's just frustrating to them. Well, you know, another part of this whole process is veterans are super proud people, and they are. Um, many, many times they go through their military experience and they have ailments when they come out that you can't tell, but sure. you, you know, for instance, people jumping out of airplanes, a lot of times they got back issues or they were, uh, you know, on a, on a boat and with, and their ears are toast mm -hmm. or they were in the battlefield and their ears are toast or, you know, there's certain things that um, they have the ailments that, that, you know, they're stuck with them the rest of life, but, they're too proud to go say, Hey, I should probably get compensated for this a little bit. I, yeah. I you know, I serve yeah. my, my time. And here's what happens is a veteran when they know they should get some disability income and they go apply for their benefit. And this is going to sound horrible, but the way this system, the way that I see it, the way that I've witnessed it is they set the veteran up he or she to fail nine times out of 10, when you apply for a VA disability, they're going to say no the first time. And what that does is it 
the veteran he or she just throws their hands up in there and says, forget it. This is not mm-hmm. worth. And they just get frustrated and they walk away. Well, I think that's definitely <laughs> um, a way that the government, the VA keeps their VA claims down, you know, as far as payout, if you will. Yeah. And it's, it's sad. It's sad. So that being said, it's, I really highly recommend getting a representative to represent you through the process. I had a guy last week that said, Tom, man, my ears are toast. I've got tonight. I've, I guess never done. It. I've never applied. Um, and then he goes, well, actually I did apply about four years ago. And I go, well, you did. And he goes, yeah, but you know, they said no. And I said, well, whoa, 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 wait a minute here. So you bought a house after you applied. He goes, yeah, like two years after I go, well, you bought a, $800,000 house and he paid a 3.6% VA funding fee because that's the second time he's used it. It's super expensive. So I said, you know, it might behoove you to go back on your claim because usually hearing's a no brainer. You get your 10%, you get your 140, 150 bucks a month. And now you pay no funding fee anymore when you do a VA loan. Well, he kind of scratched his head and um, he since has gone back and his first meeting, they just told him, Oh, no brainer. You're, you'll get your 10%. Um, and he, he did get a representative by the way, and yeah. he had a representative. They went back on his claim. This guy's going to get a check back and he had no clue about this. And I've, I've, if I've done this once, I've done it 25 times to veterans when I, when I learn about what their situation is, but he is going to get a check back from the Veterans Administration for $28,800 when he gets that 10% rating. And the reason for it is, is because he applied before the loan closed. Mm. And veterans don't realize that. And sometimes they've veterans have done this, and then they've gotten their disability after, but they don't know they can go back and get their funding fee reimbursed. Gotcha. And it's not the lender. It's not the lender that reimburses them. It's directly from VA in Denver. They cut them a check and they get the full amount back. And, you know, people that are listening out there might be going, wait a minute, you know, it's worth it because they're deserved all that money. And you, you, it's a rule. They, they're not, they're not going to come out and say, Hey, Oh, by the way, I know you, you applied four years ago. You know, you can go back and get, they're not going to tell you that, yeah. but that is the guideline. And so people that are listening out there, remember that because it's a, you know, and I even tell people nowadays when I'm doing loans and they complain about oh, their back or their neck or nine times out of 10, it's their hearing. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, just go apply before we close the loan. And then down the road, if you get this reimbursed, you know, you get your 10% or more. You, and then I, I get a call once every month or two saying, Tom, man, thanks a lot for telling me to do that. I just got a check for nine grand, yeah. you know, or whatever. It's like, I would have never known. And so there's little things about the game you need to know how to play within the VA when it's getting your benefit, whether it's the home, just your certificate or your DD-214 or the disability income I'm, I'm mentioning here. And with the, you know, those variants to the eligibility, is there somewhere a veteran can go and check that online or is is it something that they just they, they need an advisor for? Is Would they know where to look um, by themselves? Yeah, hold on here, but I'm, I'm going. Here we go. I'm getting you the uh, <laughs> website right now. I just pulled it out of my file, but this is a website where people can order their benefits from. And what I always tell them do when you order it, don't just do your DD 214. Tell me you want everything, every record they got, you yep. know, medical, you name it. So, and you can you can maybe repeat it or we'll put it online somewhere. But it's when they go to do this, 
It's www.archives, A-R-C-H-I-V-E-S, dot gov, G-O-V, forward slash veterans, plural, V-E-T-E-R-A-N-S, forward slash EVTREX, which, which, um, which means e-veteran records and evtrex is e-v-e-t-r-e-c-s forward slash so i'm going to repeat this real quick one more time without you know cutting myself in the middle there uh www.archives.gov forward slash veterans forward slash evtrex forward slash okay and when you do that they'll see it's a great site and you can go in there and a lot of times they want you to put a fax number in if you have it uh, or your mailing address. We a lot of times have them give our fax number out because we find that a lot of times the records come quicker via fax than being mailed in the in the mail. It just seems like it, it happens a little quicker. But they can't yeah, send you an a, email a, with an attachment. They, no, no, they're too old school. They don't, they don't, they don't, no, they're, they're, they're like I say, the archives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nope. I get it. Well, I mean, you mentioned it earlier. There's a, there's fire and flood damage that can affect your records. So it's no surprise that they're not emailing you a PDF. Um, not surprised on this end, at least. I wish. <laughs> Um, another thing that they can do if, if there's any questions about any of this process, I imagine they can just call Oswego Mortgage as well. Yeah, we can walk them right through it. And, you know, a lot of times we'll have, um, a person call that, yeah, we had one a few weeks ago that's having trouble with their mortgage. And, you know, they, so we put them in touch with both the VA in Denver and the lender and they're working through it. They're going to be okay. They're going to get a little modification done and be okay on it. You mentioned for the disability um, submission, getting a representative. I imagine you have contacts that you can help people connect with. We're, what we're trying, it's, it's, it's interesting. You ask that we are trying to compile right now. Um, a database with a handful that we can give the name out. Unfortunately, they are, there's not enough of them. Yeah. There, there is not enough of them out there. And so we are trying to make my two favorite ones that I've referred for years have both now retired. Mm. So we are in the process right now of trying to get a handful of, of good referrals that, um, that we know are, on the veteran side. And yeah. a lot of these, a lot of these people that do this are veterans themselves um, in, in a lot of instances. And they, because whether they had troubles at one point and now they're kind of giving back, like, nah, I want to walk people, you know, so there's a lot of that that goes on too. And you get a person like that, boy, you're in good hands. Yeah. Well, I think we'll take the next podcast to go through a lot of the details of the loan itself. I think we've gotten into a lot of the eligibility requirements and and the stories have been great, Tom, but um before we finish up this podcast, what are the the ten thousand foot view benefits of the VA home loan? Uh, real quick, the big things are this: you know, uh, it's a zero down loan, so you don't need any down payment. There is no mortgage insurance where on any other loan, unless you put twenty percent down, you pay mortgage insurance, which the mortgage insurance protects the lender if the veteran yep. or borrower he or she go into fault. So the VA is the mortgage insurance. They're backing that loan up to 25%. That's the first thing. Zero down. Also, much more aggressive on credit, credit scores. You know, we can go down to 600 on a credit score where conventional, if you're under, really under 660, you're toast. The rates are horrible. You okay. know, they're just, um, but you can go to 620 on a conventional, but it's it's not pretty. Um, you know, that that's uh, that's another one. The other thing too is is how, 
you know, in a market like this, it's a little much tougher to get seller concessions and closing costs paid because there's multiple offers overpriced. So that, that's harder in this market. But in a normal market, we get the seller to pay closing costs and prepaids and the veteran, he or she walk into the property for nothing out of their pocket other than doing a home inspection. And in most cases, if they have to put earnest money down, that check comes back to them at closing. That's another huge benefit. Um, then it's the creativity within the loan. Um, I'll just give a, a one short example. We closed a loan a couple months ago where a guy had um, about thirty five hundred four grand left on a vehicle payment, which was like three or four hundred bucks a month, and his debt to income wasn't working. His ratios were too high, so we got seller concession, and we paid the vehicle off and got him a loan. So you can't do that in any other type of loan. Um, you know, you can get um, uh, you can get gift funds if you want from a relative for, for your closing costs and prepaids. There's, yeah, I can go on and on. I, yeah. I mean, you get me going on this right now. <laughs> well, that's what, that's what we'll use the next podcast for, uh, to, yeah. for Tom. And, yeah. and, and a quick question on the creativity. How much of this did you know? You, you mentioned the second loan that you ever did was a VA home loan. How much of the creativity did you know at that point? Or was that what intrigued you so much about it? No, that's where it all started. Yep. That's where it all started. Right? It was when I read the manual. I was like, can you really do this? And I go sit down <laughs> with my underwriter and it's like, yeah, Tom, you can. He goes, but, you know, not a lot of, well, and I didn't really buy that either. It's like, well, I don't care if other people are doing it or not. If the VA guideline says it, that we can do this, I would hope as a lender, we're going to uh, accept that, acknowledge it and do it. Right. And then, yeah, I mean, so that's, there's, there's different things that you, that you just, you can do with a VA loan that are not available with other loans. Well, fantastic. That sounds like we do have a whole nother podcast ahead of us uh, with that. So um, we will uh, reconvene, uh, reconvene in a couple weeks and talk about that. But uh, for now, if you have questions about your eligibility, oswegomortgage.com or give them a call and uh, they can help walk you through the process. Um, Tom, if you want to give them that email or I'm sorry, that uh, URL one more time quickly, if they want to go to the archives um, page to see you know, what forms they need and what they can get sent over to them. Yep, that's uh, it's, it's www.archives.gov forward slash veterans, which is plural, forward slash Evtrex. And remember, Evtrex is E V E T R E C S and then a forward slash. And that what that means is eBet Records, you know, so basically it's it's just the way they name this website. But uh, you go there and it's it's super. Um, User friendly. It's. I mean, I can get through it. So, you know, it, it's it's uh, it's pretty easy for the veteran. Well, Tom, thanks for uh, joining me for another edition of the Oswego Mortgage Podcast. Uh, the podcast is available at the new Odyssey dot uh, com and Od- the Odyssey app. Uh, so we've changed from Radio dot com to Odyssey now, Tom. So uh, we've got a new direction to send people, but uh, the same great content. I appreciate you joining me. Appreciate you too, Luke. I, I enjoy doing this. Thank you for listening to the Oswego Mortgage Podcast. For more info or questions about today's topic, your VA home loan, a new home purchase, or refinancing, call 503-697-7214 or go to oswegomortgage.com.